guess what? It's me again. It's me again coming to you with words from the Word. And it is my prayer that these words that are coming from the Word would be very helpful to you in your Christian life. We are looking at this matter of salvation and every angle that I can bring it from in regards to the Word, I wish to bring it from so that others would understand the importance of salvation. William Ogden, in the song entitled, He's Able to Deliver Thee, he said, "'Tis the grandest theme in the author main. "'Tis the grandest theme for a mortal strain. "'Tis the grandest theme, tell the world again, "'our God is able to deliver thee. "'He's able to deliver thee. "'He's able to deliver thee, though by sin oppressed, Go to him for rest, for he is able to deliver thee. As I read the words of this song and allow it to minister to my heart, the songwriter is reminding us that it doesn't matter what you have done, there is someone able to deliver you. It doesn't matter how close you may be to destruction, if you would stop and pay attention and allow the one who is able to deliver you, he will deliver you but it's going to be up to you to realize that you need a deliverer. He made himself available to be the deliverer of the world. He sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die in our place that we can have life and have it more abundantly. This all happened because when he warned Adam that the day he disobeyed him, he will surely die. Adam, no doubt, probably did not pay much attention to that and he allowed the enemy to fool him. For in Genesis chapter number 2, verse 15 to 17, And the Lord God took the man, and he put him in the garden of Eden to dress it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. May I remind you, Adam died that day spiritually and died physically thereafter. In my last devotion, I shared with you that physical death is the separation of the soul and body. When you die, your soul will be separated from your body. Your body goes back to the grave. Your soul is something that cannot die. It is eternal. It is something that came from God. God took it upon himself, breathed into that body, and that body became a living soul. So those of us who know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, when we die, the scripture teaches that we are absent from the body and we are present with the Lord. Now, while spiritual death is the separation of soul from God. So physical death is the separation of soul and body. Spiritual death is the separation of soul from God. Now, this is referred to as the second death. In Romans chapter 20 and verse 14, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. Now, in the text before us, we see a man by the name of Lazarus. Yes, we read last morning from John chapter 11, verse 20 to 44. So in that text, we see that this man, his name was Lazarus, who was sick. It doesn't matter whether you are Christian or not. From time to time, so long as we dwell in these bodies, we will eventually get sick. And not only get sick, that the time will come also that we will die. Why? For it is appointed unto men once to die and after death the judgment. Don't think that you're not going to die. If Jesus Christ tarries, 
every one of you that's listening to my voice and me that is speaking will die if he tarries. If he comes before you die and you know him as Lord and Savior, he'll take you to be with him in heaven. That's what he's coming for. He promised to go and prepare a place. He said, if I go, I'll come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Now, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the return of Christ when he would come and with the, the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and the dead and Christ will rise for us. And then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. As we pay attention to all that's happening around us today, we can sure line up those things with the word of God and can see clearly that his coming is soon. The very same things he said that will happen just before he returns, these things are happening right now. Prepare yourself. It won't be long before Christ returns. So in the text before us, we see a man by the name of Lazarus who was sick and died, but Jesus came and raised him from the dead. Now, before we get into the explanation of the text, there are three verses that stands out in my mind that I want to bring to your attention. Number one would be John 11, 4, 2 will be 40, and 3 will be 44. Here's what they say. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. What did he say? This sickness that Lazarus is experiencing is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified. Now, everything we do in life, watch, it is to glorify God. Everything that Jesus Christ did in life while he was here, he did it to glorify God, and he's still doing it to give God glory. And verse number 40, Jesus said unto her, I say not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe that thou wouldest see the glory of God, then I say that to you. And then in verse number 44, and he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot, with grave clothes, and his face was bound with a napkin. And Jesus said unto them, Loose him, and let him go. Now, let's look at this text and see what we can draw from it. Number one, there's some things that we can look at, and let's begin by looking at the present problem. The present problem. What was the problem at the time? If you go to John's Gospel, 11, verse 38 and 39, it will tell us what the problem was. Jesus, therefore, groaned in himself, coming to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. And Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he's taken, for he had been dead for four days. What's the problem? We have a man by the name of Lazarus, who was a friend of Jesus, took sick. They called for Jesus to come. And as far as they were concerned, he did not reach in time. And Lazarus died. Not only that Lazarus is dead, but Lazarus is already put away. And Jesus now goes to the cemetery where Lazarus is, and he's asking them to open it up, remove the stone from the tomb. Lazarus was dead, removed from his house, and already buried. Not that he was dead at home and they had him just lying there in a bed. No, he was dead, buried, and Jesus appears. 
Martha told Jesus that he, Jesus, reached too late. And verse 21, then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. In other words, she was sure that if Jesus had reached in time, he would have healed him of his sickness and stopped him. Not only that Martha told Jesus that he reached late, Mary also told Jesus, you are too late. In verse number 32 of chapter 11 of John, and when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. So both sisters believed that Jesus was good enough to heal him of his sickness. But I've noticed something else. The Jews present asked the question as to join Mary and Martha of him coming earlier. In John 11, verse 35 and 37, Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved them. And some of them said, Could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind, have caused that even this man should not have died? He, he is the one who opened the eyes of the blind. Could he not have come in time and stopped Lazarus from dying? When Jesus got the message, he did not leave where he was immediately to go to Lazarus. He got the message that Lazarus was sick, but he did not leave from where he was to go to the house to heal Lazarus. He did not even speak the word that Lazarus would be healed. Lazarus was dead for four days before Jesus appeared. In verse number 17, John 11, then when Jesus came, he found that he had laying in the grave four days already. Four days he was already put away. The schedule of events following his sickness and his death. As I look at it, I can see that day one the message came to Jesus. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, whom thou lovest is sick. I notice in day two, the message returned to Bethany. Day three, Jesus stayed another two days long. In verse number 6 of chapter 11, when he had heard it, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Now Jesus arrived in Bethany in verse number 17. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave for four days. Watch this. Jesus was deeply moved and he followed them to the tomb after asking where he was. And verse number 33 and 34, when Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping came with her, he groaned in his spirit and was troubled and said, We have belayed him. And they said unto him, Lord, come and see. Hey, Jesus is entrusted to come unto you. Jesus is entrusted to raise you spiritually from the dead. He is entrusted, but all he wants you to do is to believe it. Oh God, believe it, that he can raise you spiritually from the dead. But you know what? We're going to build on this, and then we're going to come to the command where Jesus says to them standing there, now you have something to do. You lose him, 
and you set him free. There are many brothers and sisters that need to be loosed by others today. I trust as we study this portion of scripture, we will release those that we need to release and set them free to live for the glory of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you today and I say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit of God helping us to understand your word. Thank you for this medium whereby we can share your word. But God, I thank you for your people. This will be of no use, Lord, if we don't get together as a team and share this word. God, I can see this word reaching places where none of us will ever get to see in person. Thanks again. Use every one of us as we band ourselves together. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Have a great day as you share his word.